He handmade those downstairs, too. Pretty good. Got the whole thing him. in your mouth, don't you? Get the whole Sorry. thing in his trap. Yeah, such a yapper. I'm going to stuff your mouth. What? John, you got that song? Well, I do. Uh, it's kind of fun, you know, huh? It is, but it, you know, that's the beginning of a, or not the beginning, the middle of a verse, so it's kind of it's a It's okay. Weird that's okay. Intro. You can fake it. Yeah. Oh, I You're talented. Sure. I don't know. Let's not get oh. carried away. I don't know what you aristocrats drink, but this is what we drink. Fleet Farm water, baby. Purified. <laughs> Fleet Farm. You know what we have to discuss at some point? This other John Fetterman that they're trolling out. It's hysterical. Well, it's coming up today on the show. The oh. absence of a dress code in Washington is just but appalling. It's, it's appalling. It's so evident that this is not the same freaking yeah. guy. Ronald Reagan <laughs> okay. sat in... Oval Office without a well, I doubt if Nixon did either. So this well. morning on uh, on what, channel, God. nothing. I was going to make a bad joke there, saying living proof that we shouldn't have a dress code if it oh. was Nixon. <laughs> on Channel Five this morning, they were showing scenes from the City Council in relation to this um, story about uh, Precinct Three, and Ellison was dressed like he just came out from underneath a Buick that was parked in his backyard that he was it. pulling the engine out of. I, I've It was disgraceful the way he was dressed. With the exception, well, I've never mind. <laughs> I don't own a suit coat, so I maybe won't even enter this conversation. Well, neither do well, I. Guess I own I a do. tux. Yeah, I, I do own one. I don't think well, it fits I anymore. used to. I used to. I don't need more. Well, you got to have a funeral suit. Well, I, you know, luckily, let me knock on wood. I haven't had to use one in a while. Knock on wood. Boy, that's the kind of thing you don't even say out loud. Bradaloni's Hardware and Garden Store. I just went live in the council uh, well, two minutes they're, ago. They're ready for the show. Nope, they love the nope. show. They pay. They pay for us. Well, to... then you should turn them on earlier. <laughs> well, I try to. Oh no, you don't do. try. I you do. didn't try hard enough. <laughs> They don't pay to get the show. They get the show for free. I'm with they, Chris on this one because I heard all of the language for five minutes before he went on there. And I, I don't know that it would have changed. nothing untoward. I said before yeah. he went on. Up I'm, to there, there's a lot I, of I'm turning of over a new leaf. Really? Well, he, on town he, council language. They didn't hear my story about Mardi Gras, right? Mm -mm. Oh, no. Pew. No, no, no. Pew. Okay, good. Good. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't hear me going to the tra uh, drop them off at the train station. You no. know, I know how much you hate social media, most notably Twitter. But Twitter was absolutely made for the missing plane story yesterday. All oh, the the, oh, the my conspiracies are God, hilarious. it was fantastic. That was discovered in uh, the bathroom at Mar-a-Lago. Well, and they also had the one guy <laughs> say, saying the uh, the marine that had the key fob. Yeah. You know, he's like looking for it, like he's in a Target parking lot. Beep, 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 that's funny. <laughs> that I don't is think funny. it's a comp. I don't. The one thing I'm puzzled by, I did read one account <clears> where it said, when you bail out, those things are programmed to head for the ocean so they don't kill anybody. Hmm. This thing didn't head for the ocean because it was hacked. It might have been China. hacked. China. Damn right. Mm -hmm. And Kenny, as you'll discover today, you were right. There is a men's hot crazy matrix. Um, the same guy does it. I'm embarrassed to tell you guys, but I have to report, full disclosure, the roommate and I 
had a long debate and finally had to resort to Google to figure out where the hell Singapore was. Singapore is Indonesia. And evidently she said something about an island. Uh, and uh, they speak uh, Mandarin, maybe? I don't know. Anyway, Singapore that's, is a happening city. Thanks that's that. where uh, F1 was over the weekend. So oh, really? Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores. 1157. Look at his mouth. <laughs> you want one, Joe? Jesus, no. Did they have any dip? Anything to dip it in, Chris? Yeah, he had dip. He had dip oh, in the container. Oh, yeah. He had but dip. But you got to get the chipotle. The chipotle dipping oh, sauce yeah. is great. Just a, a chicken tender and in, in a dip sauce, Joe, is, mm. is heaven. Well, okay. <laughs> you like a nice dip there, Joe? Well, it depends. That, uh, are you talking about the yard bird from downstairs? Yeah, I'm not uh, completely keen on that. Uh, what is a yard bird? It's kind of, I think they've been taken from the laying hens. Is what aren't aren't yard birds prisoners? <laughs> no, it's chicken. It's Charlie Parker, come on. Did you ever have to make up your mind? Robin's oh, that was off key. Okay, scoot uh, over. No, not scoot over. Oh, yeah. um, Kenny, I need from you. As soon as Joe sings, Kenny wants to start the show. I want a Maple <laughs> Grove. I'll start singing that. And a Moon <laughs> Motorsports, please. Did I get copy from Moon? He I asks don't... incredulously. I don't think I did. What do you want? Daily copy? I like weekly. I like to stay uh, right there in the front. <laughs> Did any of the Loving Spoonful go on to fame and riches? Well, John well, Sebastian. Well, what did he end up doing? Well, Eric Clapton. Well, I mean, he had, a, he had a bunch of hits in the uh, 70s, Joe. Yeah. Welcome back. Remember, welcome back. Uh, <laughs> welcome back, Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Is that the and Carter? Uh, welcome back, yeah. Carter? Cotter, yeah. Exactly. I loved the Love and Spoonful. Yeah, I just thought they were spoons. fantastic. I would, I would. That's one we're going to agree on, Joe. How about that? Well, you <clears> know, John, <throat> you're you're trying to be important and sound like a big shot, but we agree on more than we don't agree. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. What about John Sebastian Bach? He didn't have to be so nice. Can be everything to everyone. He was pretty good. Rook, is everything off out there? Sure like to start the show. She's going to be a short one. Yeah, right, man. Again? Boy, I'd like to take Thursday off. <laughs> we'll take it off. Okay. It's your show. Should we? Should we take Thursday off? Well, I mean... I mean, I've got a million days of vacation that will never get used. You know, we should talk about taking Fridays off. (laughs) Have a little conversation. What are you, Elvis? A little Elvis? Why why are you frowning? One person gets yelled at when we just abruptly decide to... You. And that's fine if you want to take it off. ads? That's fine. That's fine. No, but you get yelled at because of ads? Right. Chris, are you ever going to learn that we don't care? How no, I often? know. No, I've learned that okay. long, okay. long ago. So then you should just stop bringing it up. Right. That Chris, Joe, asked, feel, Joe asked me a deeply, question. I feel deeply when you get yelled at, Chris. I'm sorry. I Chris, what that. if you didn't tell him at all? Oh, and, yeah, that would go over <laughs> well. Just don't tell them, and we'll make all of Thursday good on Friday. Yeah, what? Seriously. They, they won't know. None of them None listen. None of them listen. 
Bernie and Steph, are you? Uh, you yeah. anyway? Uh, that, Joe, whatever you would like the to way, do. Speaking shortly. of the show, I made like an award-winning GL tweet on Saturday night, and I tagged Garage Logic podcast, and I was completely ignored. Yeah, I sit around on Saturday nights and look at Twitter. I was going to say thank you. Not you, the whoever the administrator is for the Garage Logic podcast Twitter site. Well, what did you, the what did you tweet? Well, maybe you should go look for it. I'm going to go out. look right now. Who is I, the administrator? Do we know? My guess Chris? would be Ross. Roscoe. Ross? And I can tell you if it's social media related, I pretty much avoid it on the weekends. All traffic. I'll right. tell you if it's award-winning or not. Rookie, at some point, I need... It's all this traffic crap, though. I use you Twitter to, to buy stuff. Did you I buy search? a lot of crap. Yeah. John, did you have to search me? You Facebook don't even follow me? Well, I've been blocked so many I, times by you. I don't know if all I... All I did was put you in the search, and you pop up right away. And yes, I follow you. Here it is. Salute to cylinders. Rookie, at some point, you I need a lot of Minnesota yeah. Masonic okay. and Ray Welter. Chris, you noise. should be the one looking it up so you could play this for Such because the audio is just fantastic. Sounds like somebody had a flamethrower. Okay. <laughs> Frataloni's Hardware and Garden Stores. Uh, well, in a way, you're not wrong, Matthew. Frataloni's Hardware and Garden wrong. Stores. Right, just, clear this out, and I'll be ready for a you. Conversation. Find that, though, Chris. Find it. it. Frataloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1,154. September 19, 2023, 94 degrees on this day in 1895, and uh, 33 degrees again in 1991. Flashlight King! Hell you! And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Hyde in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushir. Speaking of, well, I'll read this. Hail the flashlight king. Hail you! I think you're resting this fellow's point. I really enjoy the sound clip of Hail the Flashlight King used in the podcast opener. I know this is from the GL 30th anniversary party at Chanhassen Dinner Theater. The enthusiastic response from the GL audience is inspiring and a good indication that the mayor will be reelected re to another 10-year term in next year's election. However, this clip really highlights the tepid response from your staff whenever you read an email that starts with Hail the Flashlight King. It sounds like they are phoning it in or surfing the Internet for next year's town ball predictions yep. or great holiday meal recipes and not really paying attention. It may be time for a staff meeting to discuss their level of engagement and future with the show. What the hell is this guy talking the about? The reason you have been reelected for 30 years is because you surround yourself with high-quality people will help move the GL vision forward. I know you will do the right thing, Steve. Try it again. Hail the Flashlight King. No, 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 no. Number one, there's never been an election. You are like a self-appointed dictator Mussolini, okay? We have no choice. You are the mayor for life. We have no choice whatsoever. Number two, if you remember, 
correctly, I think Reavers, what was that, take three or take four? Oh, yeah, I, I chastised the crowd at first. We I said, really God, here, this, is, yeah. this is not going to. Good point, yep. And uh, I don't know, the last point about us surfing the Internet, uh, he was dead on. Yeah, uh, that we can't argue. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Guilty. Yeah. 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 I'm looking up yeah. guitars and stuff. Yeah, yeah. 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 Recipes. Uh, <laughs> hail the mayor. We don't have to say that. Yeah. 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 When yeah. you get yeah. this, oh, yes. Ingie, briefly and recently known as The Experience, will be attempting to top his hero, Patrick J.S. Royce, in a memorable hospital recovery room audio. Ingy will be having a minor surgery at 9 a.m. This was yesterday. Upon coming out of anesthesia, Ingy has instructed me to record exclusively for GLUs any and all comments by my client, respectively submitted (laughs) S. S. Jacobus, consigliere for the Ingi experience. And then later we get a note from the experience who writes, what began as a same-day procedure turned into an overnight stay. My great friend Sharona drove me to Regions this morning and stayed with me most of the day while in pre-op. A nurse asked me if I was comfortable. She received the appropriate response, and I got the look from my friend. They got good meds here. Tell the family of Patrick Royce to relax. Angie will be okay. Sincerely, thanks to many GLers, most notably Bill Stein, who thought Sharona was my daughter. He sent a picture of this Sharona, and once again, the experience is in the company of a very attractive woman. I don't understand this. Hmm. I don't understand this. I, when his daughter, uh, we when we were introduced to his daughter, I was gobsmacked. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was a prank. I thought it was. Yeah. Yeah. I did too, yeah. but that's really but his daughter. You need it to, changed the way I think of him. Me too. I'm wondering yeah. if there's more there than meets the eye. You should also clear up um, for those that are not in on the joke uh, what the proper response is. Are you comfortable? I make a nice living. Okay, thank, thank you. you. Yeah. So that's I, what that's what the experience said to the nurse. Right. I just went to the Facebook uh, of Jim Ingebretson. That's Ingie, of course, and uh, mm-hmm. there's pictures no, of no, the John, hospital. That's the no. experience. Oh, the experience, I'm sorry. There's pictures of him recovering in the hospital, one that looks absolutely nothing like him, and uh, Sharona is with him. Is it Sharona a lovely young woman? Yes, very and, much uh, so. And uh, uh, Bill Stein uh, thought Sharona was uh, Ingie's daughter. But Ingie looks too happy. <laughs> you know? Well, I'm, I am just catching a... us, I'm just catching us up on some email, that's all. Ingie has a civilian name? This uh, I find I didn't know. Don't never say that (laughs) name again. Civilian name. I I don't. I'm. I don't think I can. I I go so far back with the experience. It was in the um, late mid to late '80s. He was the manager for the France Drive-In. Really, I worked for the Man Theater, so he would be. He called in figures every night, so I. Talked to him almost every night when he had to call in the figures for the France Drive, and this was 1985, 87. Really? Yes, he was the manager of the France Drive-in, and he was just as nutty back then. Where was I've known him since the mid 80s. France France Avenue. France Avenue. Why were you getting that call? I was the assistant manager, and then the manager at the was that a man theater? Yes, I see. It was. It wasn't. It was run by the mans, but it wasn't man owned. And finally, Carol Novak writes, "I blame you." Howdy, Joe. I was on my walk this morning. Yes, I walk every day. I noticed that one of our neighbors had cut down two trees and trimmed up a few others. I thought to myself how open and bright the yard was now, and boom, it happened. 
that woman's horrible voice began singing, there's a hole in the sky where a tree once was. Somebody's making money. I blame you. Mm. A tree once stood. <laughs> Such a lack of life and sound. All right, thank All you. All that's left is bare, muddy ground. A magnificent tree May your tree tires never go murdered. flat and your battery oh, always have a charge. Carol Joy. All right, Carol. There's a hole. Sounds like an alley cat screaming at another alley cat. She's getting zero reaction from the crowd, and she says, "Stand up!" (laughs) Kelsey sends a true story: a six-year-old and a four-year-old are uh, raking the yard, and the six-year-old said, "You know what? We got to do. We got to learn how to cuss. I think it's about time we start cussing." And the four-year-old uh, nods, and he agrees. He gets pretty excited about it. And the six-year-old uh, continues with, look, when we go into breakfast, I'm going to say something with the word hell in it, and you say something with the word ass in it. Oh, boy. Right? Well, the four-year-old is beside himself. He agrees. He's very enthusiastic. When they uh, when they get in, the mom says to the six-year-old, what would you like for breakfast, and he said, oh, hell, I don't know, Mom. How about Cheerios? <laughs> Whoa. And Mom just said, what did you say? You march off to your room right now, and she belts him across the button. She said, you stay in your room until I let you out. And then she comes back, and she looks at the four-year-old who's now trembling, and and uh, she said, well, what would you like for breakfast? And he says, he said, well, you can bet your ass it isn't Cheerios. <laughs> hey, hey now. But boom, boom, boom. It's a true story that, yeah. that, that happened in his that's, neighborhood. That's like the Damham. Yeah. The family, a very religious family, gets together and they're having a uh, a Sunday dinner and they don't they don't swear at all and and uh, they have the Damham is the brand and the child says to the dad, Dad, could you please pass me the Damham? And the younger kid says, yeah, and I'll take some effing potatoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I know a dirtier version of that, but we're just holding it. Thank you. Sorry, John. You know something I'm going to have trouble with? Math. Retirement. Um, <laughs> brushing your teeth. You want us to keep going? That's right. Uh, not getting That's toothpaste right. on your shirt. Um, I forgot. No, retaining I, your Decorum in the office. It was one of the Walking days. farts. May I, may I continue? Uh, I realized this morning when I was working that uh, there's so much happening that I don't understand. Uh, I hate to get serious on you clowns. But you've all seen the video of these laughing youth oh. who run down a guy. It turns out he's a retired policeman yeah. in Vegas. They killed yeah. him, and yeah. they're laughing. I don't. I'm sorry. I don't understand that. Other than to understand that there's evil in the world. And for those of you, and I'm not citing any GLers that would think this way, but for those people that think, well, this was an accident. No, they say. Let's get him mm-hmm. seconds before impact. Who who in God's name would think it was an accident? Well, you see some of the reaction on social. Well, I don't like, see it on social. Well, that's media. that's the problem we have in this country is too many people are unwilling to point out that these kids are just pure evil. Uh, something else I I don't understand, and I predict uh, I would just I predict all of you would, but I predict I would have a great deal of trouble with this. Uh, Markey, who's a senator in the occasional uh, Cortez, uh, they've asked Biden now to create a civilian climate corps 
by executive action. And apparently it's been a key element of the Build Back Better Act, the the environmental and uh, infrastructure bill. Are we still building back better? It was not ultimately included in the Slim Down Inflation Reduction Act, uh, which nonetheless was the largest climate bill in history. Biden has been a vocal backer of the Civilian Climate Corps early in his presidency, comparing it to the Civilian Conservation Corps. Well, it's not even analogous. In a letter timed at the 30th anniversary of the bill that created AmeriCorps, Occasional Cortex and Markey cited... Who's Markey? Look up Markey. Is it, uh, it's Ed Markey from Massachusetts, a Democrat. Right. Spelled uh, how, I'm sorry. It, I got him. It's Ed Markey, oh, okay. Democrat, Massachusetts. <clears throat> and he's all for this, and so is Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Uh, in a letter timed at the 30th anniversary of the bill that created AmeriCorps... Occasional Cortex and Markey cited polling, indicating the idea has more than 60% support. The two have also reintroduced a bill to establish a core legislatively, though the measure would almost certainly not be given a vote in the Republican majority House. A central coordinating body overseen by the White House will be essential to create a successful and cohesive civilian climate core. I, I would have so much trouble with this. I'm afraid. I, I I don't know what I'm afraid of. I'm afraid I would be so despondent if some young moron from the failed academy walked up my driveway with the clipboard to examine to examine what my my energy use, my belief in conservation. What I I, I would have. I would I would recoil in horror. Also on Monday, a coalition of more than 50 progressive and environmentalist groups sent a separate letter calling on Biden to establish a civilian climate corps, citing its popularity among younger voters. While previous executive orders and legislation under your administration demonstrate tremendous progress towards meeting our Paris climate goals, this is mental illness. Uh, Marky's been in office since uh, 1975. So oh, they're going to bypass problems right there. They're going to bypass the usual avenues and go right to executive order. Yeah, because they think we need to be ambitious as possible in tackling the great crisis of our time. <laughs> and they know it won't pass. What did you say? The House? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Boston College. 1975. The work is not yet done, Mr. Mayor. The Civilian Climate Corps, CCC, must prioritize equity in the communities it serves and the core members it trains. They must provide a pathway to long-term employment through good-paying union jobs. So you'd... <clears throat> These young people would be paid to do what? 
as long as we're talking about it and you're on a site, apparently, that has some information, what exactly would it be they're charged with? Well, I haven't gotten down to that yet. So far, the only thing I've discovered is a gobbledygook. The creation of the new CCC would create 300,000 green jobs aimed at conserving our public lands, bolstering community resilience, and addressing the changing climate, all the while putting good-paying union jobs within reach for more Americans. So we still haven't found a true answer to your question. Uh-oh, Suchi, I just found a link to apply for a CCC job. Let's do it. Joe, it's just another couple of million bucks. Come on. Oh, million. I see this going into the B's. Maybe. Oh, this got B written all over it. I, I, all I find is gobbledygook here, Such. I don't know. Are they going to? So are they going to clean up? They're going to take my tires that I plan on burning, right? They're going to do that? <laughs> Maybe all the batteries I have stored up that need to go away? What are they going to? How are they going to? What? What's going on here? Joe, hello. I've got some old shingles. Well, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm just beside myself. Yeah. May I oh. point out something else I don't understand? Before you do, um, individuals joining the California Conservation Corps must be eighteen. Did I just say corpse? Sure I think did. I just yeah. said corpse. <laughs> Let's change it to corpse. People? Might have been yeah. Freudian. Right. <laughs> 18 to 25 years of age, a California resident, able to successfully pass finger. Okay, this is just for Cali. We don't care about that. I'm sorry. Uh, another thing I don't understand is why I am not given credit for some of my better ideas. Uh, usually because they've been implemented already. Yeah. Or, what was my idea, Matt? Let's test your attendance at the University of Garage Logic. Uh, let me just close out this recipe window. Hang on. Okay. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. I got it. That was for Steve. Yes. All of you might get this answer correctly. Hmm. What was my idea for that fruit warehouse that Walls purchased? Oh, jail? Uh, no. Uh, how, no, no, uh, no. Homeless no. housing. No. Thank you. That's yes. what it was. Oh, it was. Okay. Are we still on the hook for that? No, we sold it. We sold, sold it. At a profit, so I believe. What about this potential COVID comeback? Do we need to buy it back at a higher price? No, that'll wait. We'll wait on that, Rook, till next year when it's a presidential election. Oh, That's when okay. we're going to ramp up Got COVID it. again. Got it. <laughs> Minneapolis Council Member Jason Chavez recently faced a crowd of 200 concerned residents who said gave him a simple message. What have we been doing to combat homelessness what we have been doing is not working. The community meeting inside Phillips Community Center was not far from a South Minneapolis encampment that the Minnesota Department of Transportation cleared in August, leaving an estimated 140 people looking for somewhere to go. The overwhelming sentiment among those it, who attended the meeting in Chavez's ward was that encampment clearings just lead to more encampments popping up across the city. A bright spot in the city's quest to aim homelessness has been the innovative Avivo Village, 
which opened in December of 2020, the first of its kind indoor village of 100 tiny homes Mm. housed in the North Loop neighborhood provides a low barrier entry to the shelter as well as a variety of other comprehensive health services. What did I say about the fruit warehouse? Yeah, you split exactly. that up into dorm-like rooms, and there's yeah. also uh, health offerings and help uh, available, and uh, you it's a one-stop shop. It stemmed from so what, st- when we watched the video, Seattle is yeah. dying. Yeah. But you've so, got to stay clean, though, if you're going to come and use it, this. You've got to be productive. My, that's my question, Matt. Well, where am I going to be able to score meth? And um, recently, I've gotten into the heavier stuff, the fentanyl. I'm going to need a fentanyl connection. I need a source for dirty needles. Um, I also need some cash. So, who am I going to be able to rob? Well, uh, you're you're being uh, you're being somewhat dismissive of the larger idea, which was they have the same idea I was floating: fill that fruit warehouse with uh, <clears throat> places where people could live, and then you have to start solving the other problems one by one. But I said included in the fruit warehouse would be counseling services. I think what Matthew said uh, should be right at the top. You've got to be sober to get in. Just like on West Seventh, the old firehouse that they turned into a a day, come and you know, shower and do all that stuff, and then at night they just score meth and sit around outside. Well, they do call this Avivo Village uh, a low barrier entry to uh, to shelter. I, I take it that means they're they're going to look the other way if you're hammered. A low barrier not, entry. But, okay, but you're not helping them. That, no, that's just I, no Dorothy Day. Catholic Charity says you got to come in and be sober. You can't. Okay, then let's look at it this way. Uh, let's be let's be uh, terribly callous and accept the drug use. Uh, you, what you would do by moving the unhoused indoors would at least be eliminating encampments. Yeah, you're okay, right. If you're, period. Oh, okay. Period. Uh, I'll, 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 I'll forget everything else. I'll give you that. Well, that's all I wanted for the fruit warehouse. You just that, want that. Roly poly governor, he thought it was going to be a morgue for God's sakes. That never but played out. Just because they're out of sight, are they and out of mind? I they're don't still think they'd there. be out of sight. They would have a place to return to in the evening out of the rain. Hmm. Uh, I out think of the snow, sobriety, out of the 30 below. I think you, you only get this if you're sober. I'm sorry. Well, or you have to want to at least attempt to get sober. Trying right? to. Yeah, you're too. Because well, that, that was part of the Seattle bit. You got yeah, me dancing between two pop propositions here. <clears throat> well, I said in the fruit warehouse there would be counseling offered. Okay. And then you poo-pooed me and say, no. Yeah, they're, no. They're gonna be, no, that wouldn't work. Well, we've seen the reality of what's going on. So it, have you, by the way. Yes, but now I've boiled it down to... An indoor shelter would at least replace outdoor encampments. Gotcha. Which goes back to my argument. Nah, they're out of sight. They're out of mind. We don't have to. We don't have a problem here, and we can't see them. Well, what not good, in my front what yard. good has it done the poor homeless people to have them be in sight? Yeah. Awareness. Awareness. No, we have to keep breaking up the encampments True. because they're dreadful. They're unhealthy, they're uh, filthy, they're dangerous. Did you happen to see the news footage of this place this morning? 
I did not. Sh- showing it on a couple of channels. I don't watch looks, morning TV for some it, reason. It gives you anxiety. <clears throat> no, it looks like shows do. Oh, a big, 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 big giant warehouse, and then they have um, what looks like twenty by twenty. I don't know, fish houses in there. You know what I mean? That's all I imagine for the fruit warehouse. How many little domiciles could you have created that it would be a hell of a lot better than sleeping in a tent in a thunderstorm? Okay, but you're also... Where does the responsibility end? People accuse me, often the critics of GL, accuse me of, of never having any ideas how to solve problems. Well, apparently I have had an idea. The city council in Minneapolis is discussing it. But part of this needs, we need to talk about getting them a job and getting them a permanent place to live and getting them to become good, upstanding citizens and members of society. Contributing members. Not just bellied up to the teat. Yeah, contributing. Thank you, Chris. Yes. Well, that that. There's Horses no, left there's, the barn, there's no, there's no teat involved. Here's a great big warehouse. Uh, you check in, uh, Bob. Uh, you're in uh, 17B. Here's the key. Yeah, but who's funding that? Is Kenny's point? <laughs> that was the governor son. already bought the damn thing. No, we sold it. Well, whatever. At the time, it was... But it would be government-funded, is Kenny's point. Right, in the building of the units and the furnishing of the units and the feeding and all of that. Well, as I imagine it, what the taxpayer would only be on the hook for would be the utilities. Are you kidding? Do you know how expensive, Joe? And I'm not against it. I'm completely for it. I'm just saying it wouldn't be cheap to facilitate something like this. What do you think the cost is in quality of living for all of us, not to mention the homeless, for these encampments? Well, again, the cost I'm, is not astronomical. Dis- I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm completely in favor of it, but it's not, It's the government. It's not going to come at a good rate. It's going to be expensive. If we had any balls, we would do what Texas has been doing to New York. We would rent a whole bunch of megabuses and send them south. I'm not sure we can keep up based on recent activity at the border. I, well, I was told the border's secure. It's not. Oh. It's, it's dreadful. Are you sure? Because I was told it was secure. Mildly sure. But we're talking, we're talking about two different classes, yeah, right, of right, two right. demographic different These are people that probably are from here that are addicted to drugs. Yeah. Yes. Okay, but at some point, we have to break. Fish or cut break. <laughs> Fisher well, cut break. <laughs> and Gary said that he celebrated a birthday this week, and he's terribly difficult to buy for. So what happened? He came home, and the freezer in his house was full of an assortment of brats, belly burgers, and a back of bag of meat sticks Can't go wrong. from Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats. What a great gift from my son. The gift of meat from the Grun. Hell I was yeah. also guaranteed that no one would poach my... Oh, and these sound so good. Blue cheese and green olive brats. So, yeah, what a birthday present that the kid went out and got the old man food. That was thoughtful. Food. Meat. Food. (laughs) From the meat emporium. Is responsible for everything. Grunhoffers. And you want to win something for the next month? Stop in at either location, Grunhoffers in Hugo or Grunhoffers in Forest Lake. Mention you're a GLer. Fill out a ticket with your name and phone number and be entered for a drawing and a chance to win a 10-pound prime rib roast. The winner will be selected Thursday, October 14. They're also hiring. If you're in the, if you've ever wanted to have a meat career, yeah. check out Grunhoffers. 
In the meantime, call uh, you can also call to place your order for food for a big football to do, you know. Mm-hmm. I had a, a golf match scheduled a week ago, and the guy canceled because he was putting together a great big uh, football party, and he couldn't play. And I hope he got his food from Grunhoffers. Called him. Was Six, it rookie? Yes. <laughs> yes. 651-426-2800. Place your order. They've got it all. Including a new breakfast sausage, the toasted maple, oh, cinnamon toasted maple links. Mm. And yes, a new store coming soon. We'll have the exact location, but we do know now it's in Birch Lake Square off of Highway 96 near Carboni's Pizzeria and Pub, but not open yet. We'll let you know. It's Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in Hugo. It's on Highway 61, just north of Hugo. And it's in Forest Lake on Highway 97, just immediately east of 35. We out of meat. <clears throat> Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, Ruck, but we're at 28 and somebody has a tea time. Yes, yeah, Sam. Who? You. Oh. Did you forget already? Play that. Turn that video way up, Chris. Do you want it on the show or just right now? <clears throat> what just video? now. Okay. What video? No, it's fine. This is the video I was bitching about. Listen to the cylinder suit. Oh, yeah. So that's every car that made the finals, and they started racing on Wednesday to hit the finals on Saturday night. How many cars are in this video? <laughs> A lot. Wow. Where was this event? Grand Forks? Uh, no, this one was at I-94 Speedway in Fergus Falls. Fergus it's called Falls. the Was Soda 100. That's cool. This is dirt track. You better believe it, baby. Kenny doesn't like pavement. He likes them sliding around. What does that place seat, Kenny? Uh, that's a good question. There's bleachers on both sides, the front and back stretch, and then turns one and two where I'm always at is tailgating. Okay. So you just can pull we get your truck here? in and back up and pull out the grill and <laughs> can we, chairs. Uh, can we start the show? Yep. Thursday? You want Thursday off? You say? Yeah. yeah, I think we should. Okay. Did you know there's what a- three little home encampments in Madison, Wisconsin? To house people who are homeless, I I, I just get inside the fruit warehouse. You won't freeze to death. What do we do with the apples? When I saw that news footage this morning, all I could think about was the smell. I can't even imagine the stink. Oh God, gross! All right, then you know what? Everything I said, just never mind. You ready, Ken? I think you're on the right track. You were just rose-colored glasses. That's all. That's my problem. I'm just, an optimist. You're just too positive. Where there's Joe. this much poop, there's got to be a pony. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Good line. It's a good line. <laughs> I'm ready, Chris. Rolling. You cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. Oh, is this a new one? I haven't heard this one before. Sarcasm, come on in. Wow, MapleGroveLockAndSafe.com. That's where you're going to meet Rich the, for the very first time. He's the owner and proprietor. You'll see the best safes ever made there. 
fitting and filling customer needs. That's Rich's deal. You'll see him right there. The service, the advice, the guidance you get from Rich will take the mystery out of the purchase process. When it comes to protecting our valuables, Maple Grove Lock and Safe is the best option in the Midwest. After all, he's been at it for over 30 years now. Maple Grove Lock and Safe has just the right unit to fit your needs. And Rich will be happy to help you through the whole process. And now when you get there or call him, whatever, I encourage you to talk to Rich about your expectations and what safe fits your needs. Maybe current events. Rich is up on current events. Ask him about that. Uh, he also offers commercial and residential lock and safe services, including repair and refurbishing. If you hadn't had a chance yet, please log on to maplegrovelockandsafe.com or you know what? Better yet, just stop in and say hi. 6901 East Fish Lake Road. In Maple Grove. Yesterday, Kenny was wondering if there was a hot, crazy matrix for men. And because we've had a lot of fun with the hot, crazy matrix for women over the years, we were wondering yesterday with whether Lauren Bobert is, is, in, is in the fun zone or the no-go zone, only to maybe conclude that there might not be a distinction. Uh, in any event, yes, of course, there is a hot, crazy matrix for men, and the same guy does it. Do we have his name? I don't. It's Professor uh, Lowenstein up. or something. And here is the hot, crazy matrix for men. Is there a male version of that? I mean, oh would yeah, it, would it also be? Oh yeah, it's a little it, simpler. If a dude is super hot, okay. Yeah, it's a little simpler, but we can do it real quick. It doesn't take very long at all. For women, this is your this is your matrix. You got your cute axis. And you got your money axis, okay? <laughs> and uh, if you have, there's only three sections. Women have a very large no-go zone. <laughs> this is for dudes who are neither hot nor have a lot of money. Um, you'll notice over here, this is the husband section. Uh, once you cross a line and have sufficient amounts of money, it is no longer relevant how hot you are. And then women have a fun zone here where a dude is broke but hot. <laughs> That's a fun zone. That that is the that is the cute versus rich matrix uh, for women's shoes. There you go. So women have their own. Uh, right. Much more. Matrix. It's, it's very it's streamlined. Simple. Yeah, it's it? very Dana streamlined. Dana McClendon. Dana McClendon. Yeah, that's okay. who it is. Okay. Look who he, who is he, Rook? Look him up. I'll look him up. All right. I, I'd appreciate that, man. Yeah, but I'm trying to do some stuff over here. Do you but... know who Susan Collins <laughs> is? The Republican from Maine. She's a senator. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she's threatening to wear a bikini on the floor of the Senate. I, you Ooh. don't want to see that. No, no we no, don't want to see please, that. Please, no. But I don't blame her. She's uh, poking fun at the idea that uh, the dress code there is uh, is appalling. What's what's been happening? Apparently, it's uh, Fetterman who's uh, inspired <laughs> oh, the oh. Uh, <laughs> the appalling nature of this, showing up as he does in a. Shorts and a hooded sweatshirt. And That's his look, Joe. He's the common yeah, man. Yeah, but the whole institution. <laughs> right. It didn't need poor clothing to become more debased. Uh, Susan looks like my Uncle Jeff. Yeah. Gross. <laughs> you know, speaking of Fetterman. I guess I was going to. Yeah, go the, ahead. The, the Dems would really show me something if with this dress code they would put him, you know, the, the Fetterman that was elected and the, the one we're trotting out to do interviews. It, it would be one thing if they put him in the same outfit, you know, because sometimes Are there two Fetterman's now. Is well, that the you know, problem? there's there's another guy. He's got the kind of he's got the mustache, but it's not really him. He goes on CNN and 
It's so obvious that it's not the same guy. But, but gratefully, uh, Susan Collins says, of course, she won't wear a bikini, but Thank the you. fact is she could if she wanted to, and that's what's happened to this institution. Uh, this used to be a hell of a country, and it's really, really well, fading. It's gone. Take it right down to the local level on the news this morning. They're showing our, our own Minneapolis City Council in session, and... Ellison looked like he just got done removing an engine out of an old Buick under an elm tree in his backyard. No, he wouldn't know how. Well, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I though. do know what you're I, saying. I'm I mean, trying to think what he was would would be doing in that outfit. I don't know. Uh, John Fetterman will continue to wear his trademark hoodies and gym shorts. Okay. Wow. Mm-hmm. These are the same people that wear a KDWB t-shirt to church or sweatpants on an airplane. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, it's true, Chris. It's, it's I mean, you true. go to church more than I do. Yeah, you see it. I do. It's appalling. I'm so old. How, How old, old are, are you? you? I remember airplanes. An air when you got on an airplane, <laughs> people were 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 well dressed. <laughs> yes. Now they look like they had just cleaned out a sewer, threw the shovel down and said, you know, screw it, I'm going to Vegas. Right. And then just went to the airport and got on a plane. I'm so old. How, How old, old are, are you? you? In the first year, two or three of the North Stars, for example, and this would have been true of the Twins, people wore ties to hockey games. Oh, yeah. And baseball games. Remember and baseball, that? yeah. 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 Baseball, you had to bring up the North Stars. Now I'm depressed. Yes, you in the back. Speaking of press boxes, my very first experience, one of my very first experiences was when I was working here. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had accompanied Patrick to a Twins game at uh, at the Metrodome. He's never uh, looked good at a Twins game. No, but it's Patrick, <laughs> so everyone just looks the other way. And uh, there was a, 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 a local journalist... That was there in flip flops, oh. shorts, and a twins jersey. And Patrick said, "Look at that bleeping dork." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, well, you can say what you want was about it? Sid. You can say you what you want about Sid, but you know, Sid was always in a suit and tie. Always, always. Yes. Okay. I never saw him without a suit and tie. Right. Not that I saw him every day, but always. Hmm. How about Dark Star? Never. <laughs> It was a dark that I was referring to. But the hell with Dark Star and Patrick and Sid and the rest of but us. But I get what you're saying. Let's go back to Congress and the Senate. My God in heaven. what? Uh, forget about the fact that these morons ever set an example. This is just more proof of how distant they are from us. Okay. Just more proof of how this is their own club and they keep changing the rules. And uh, Fetterman, I guess, has is, is, uh, been the impetus uh, for relaxing the dress codes. Why are they, are they afraid to tell this bowl of pudding to, uh, you know, get a suit and tie? Uh, they should come out with some um, minimal regulations. It's just a shame. Well, I think I have it here. The president is uh, speaking. Is it at the UN, Johnny? He's at today. Yes, is that where he is? yes. United and I believe Joe he uh, he addressed the dress code at this. And I mean, you you make the call for yourself. Let me decide. Yeah. Now, even as we evolve our institutions, what drive creative new partnerships? What? Let me be clear. Yeah. Certain principles of our international system what? are sacros- sacrosanct. 
Would you start that over? I'm not being. Do you want to take that one from the top? I didn't get the first sentence there. I seriously would like to know what he said. Okay, hold. Now, even as we evolve our institutions and drive creative new partnerships, let me be clear. Got institutions. Certain principles are in the national system. Are sacrosanct. One more time. Sacrosanct. One more time from the, the, time from the can top. You slow it? Is there any way to slow it yeah, down? Yeah, can you slow it down? I that's his, that's his verbal crush, though. Let me be clear. What? And he's that trying is, to be it's clear. Not, no joke. Yeah. All right, here we go. Take three. Now, even as we evolve our institutions and drive creative new partnerships, let me be clear. Certain principles are in the national system. Are sacrosanct. Well, but you're not clear, sir. Oh. That's the problem. You say, let me be clear after uttering some words that are indecisive. We can't figure out what you're saying. Matt, his other uh, crunch, he likes to sniff air. That's, uh, yeah. Come over here, sir. So, so I can sniff yeah, your hair. Like yeah, he does. Right He's a sniffer. He's a wonderful yeah, hair sniffer. He's a nuzzler. He's a nuzzler mm. and a sniffer. Let me be clear. It's kind of ironic that he says, let me be clear after not being clear. That's right. So we call irony. And uh, we call that irony. So you've got <laughs> you've got a geriatric faction in in uh, Washington. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you've got a, a faction of uh, now the poorly dressed. Yeah. Uh, you've got the crazy matrix right wing faction mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. no go zone mm-hmm. people. You've got the crazy left wing faction that want to create a civilian climate core. Yep. yep, yep. Uh, it's almost unrecognizable as an august body, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It really is. Um, Which I think is their point. I guess so. Yeah. Let me be clear. Let me be clear. Let me be clear. I either shot a Claremont on here at the end of the bar. I go outside and have does. lunge art outside. It yeah. sounds like the guy, as you're a bartender, going, oh, God, no. This okay. this Bobert fool. Colorado. Well, who've... Who voted for her? The bikini I'd take in that situation. She's a party girl. Right. She's in the fun zone. Matrix. Howard Stern, of all people, was ripping her. Because Howard Stern is now... Oh, he's very precious these days. Prim and proper and precious. But why wouldn't you rip her? Thank you. I was going to say, what's your No, but Kenny's (laughs) point is, of all people, Howard Stern. Are you kidding me? No, but here's... That's interesting. You said something interesting, and you didn't know it. <laughs> Let me be clear. Again? Let me be clear. No, no, that's interesting. Lauren Boebert is so foul that Howard Stern can rip her. Okay. Yeah. My that's points, how far gone we are. No, my you missed the point. I didn't miss any point. Don't tell me what I missed. <laughs> Let him be clear. Let me you be clear. Let me be clear. Let me be clear. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't miss a point. Uh, yeah, I see her bikini. So... I walk up to her sniffer air. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren Bobert is I mean, so institutions is so lousy that she's fair game for Howard Stern. Good point. Yeah, you you mistook my whole. Thing. Wow. I don't care about your point anymore. <laughs> We're on to a new point. Let me be clear. Okay. Now, even as we evolve our institutions. What? 
Yeah. Do that one again. Uh, you want to hear it right from the beginning. Now, even as we evolve our institutions wow. and drive creative new partnerships, let me be clear. I don't oh, certain oh, oh, principles oh. of our international system right, are sacrosanct. Does he have false teeth? I wonder. <laughs> yeah. They're hang, barely hanging on. They start dangling outside of his <laughs> mouth. <laughs> let me be clear. <laughs> what are we going to do, Joe? What, what I'm going to do is tell you that uh, I get great testimonials about uh, people choosing their new garage door guy, and they're getting the entire family precision garage door of the Twin Cities. You know what they get? They get the five-star Google ratings. They're common. They get great comments from their customers. They don't charge more for weekends. They're available 24-7. They serve the metro in western Wisconsin, and I've been routinely hearing from people who've used them and are now making them their guy on their list of guys they have at home. you got to have a garage door guy. Got it. They're making a precision garage door of the Twin Cities. They guarantee every job they do. They're not satisfied until you are. That's no B as in BS. Let me be clear about that. <laughs> They serve the metro in western Wisconsin, as I said. Let them know you appreciate a GL or own business because you're getting the whole family when you get this guy. Precision garage door. They fix garage doors correctly. You can get help online at precisiondoormn.com or you can call them directly at 612-263-6985. Precision garage door of the Twin Cities. John. Yes, sir. When we get to our midway point, mm -hmm. will you please throw it to Matthew? To the Rookster. And then Matthew, I will take whatever. Minnesota did, you, did you read yeah. where uh, Joe and Jill were dining at some Italian restaurant in New York? Because they're in New York for the UN. And they it turns out there was either a birthday party in the same restaurant or a wedding. And they wandered over and offered to pose for pictures with the with the celebrants. Nice. Did you guys see that? No, I did not. And, and and that's fine. That's nice of them. But I'm thinking it wouldn't impress me to have my picture taken with Joe and Jill. No. Now is that a sign of? What is that a sign? I'm pretty of? much what, like what, that what with every celebrity, would? though. What presidents would. Well, except Gary Loris, uh, Chris. Yeah. As you push kids out of the way so that they can't be. In other words, in other job. words, that's how that's how blurred <laughs> the distinctions have come have become between someone you might look up to and someone that you discover is just not up to the task. It's just who would impress you to HW. Okay. I've met him and I couldn't have been happier or more proud to have a picture taken with him. Uh what about senior? Did you get your phone? He is senior, H.W. Oh, I thought you said just W. Yeah. He's the one that knows who killed Kennedy. <laughs> well, you're, you know what? You're being funny, but you're not far off. No, I'm, I'm not trying to be funny. Oh, okay. I, I know that he well, knew. he was a director of the CIA <clears throat> in was, the early yeah. 70s, which was a reward was, for keeping yeah. his mouth shut in the John, early 60s. Somebody didn't do when it with a $26 mail order hillbilly rifle. I got news <laughs> yeah. for you. <laughs> 
can't hardly believe I even have to have this discussion. It was a muzzle loader, wasn't it, Such? Oh, Jim no, Clampett up there. It was, wasn't a he muzzle had to make loader. a ball. He made a ball of ammunition, stuck it in there. Carcano. Had to bite off the powder oh. thing and spit it, <clears throat> spit it out. Yeah, Italian rifle. No. I mean, so Joe and Jill are in the restaurant. I guess. I, I <laughs> mean, the fetch a pail of water. The polite thing would be, "Good evening, sir," and you know, be polite. But is it that big of a deal anymore? No. What am I trying to say? Why don't you help me for there, a change? It, Let you be clear. Help me Let be clear. Be, help me be clear. Because he's not a super statesman. He's not a leader. Barack Obama. Okay, he was. Uh, that wouldn't have done anything for me either. Yeah, but he had, he had a command. <laughs> Biden doesn't have a command. Clinton had a command. The Bushes had a command. Um, Reagan had a command. Reagan had a command. Jimmy Carter probably did not, but he was a nice guy. Uh, Biden just doesn't have a command. I think that's what you're saying. I don't even know. If what Frank I'm Sinatra saying. walked through, he's got a command. You'd Frank, want to can't you picture. see I'm eating here? Yeah, yeah Don Rickles. <laughs> Frank, can't you see I'm eating? <laughs> I think I think that's what you mean. I don't know what I mean. I, I'm not clear. I have not made myself. Had clear. we run into President Bush when we were at the White House for that radio thing, you would have been detained. Yeah, right. That would have been really. That would have been really cool. Sure. Yeah. Um, it was W. Yes. Not H W. Right, W. But I like if, W. But if you ran into Joe Biden, it, it wouldn't be, and not I, because I'm not talking politics. I'm just talking personality-wise. I think I'd say hello, sir. Sir, of yes, course. Yeah. Yes. And I'd keep moving. Mm -hmm. And he'd say, "Have a success, Michelle." Okay, clear. Yeah, got it. Yes, Let sir. Let me be clear. I wish you would be clear, sir. Right, we need that sometimes. <laughs> yeah. We ready? Well, I've been ready. It's ever. like when you go to New Orleans or even Jamaica and you don't really get the dialect. Yeah. And you just go, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, nod your head a lot. You I, I hear what you're saying, man. Yep. <laughs> All right. I'm rolling. The Earth is not your mother. The Joe Suchere Show. Good old Moon Motorsports. Not only do they have the most exciting showroom in the region, they also have many of the models that are most exciting to the lot of us. And even more exciting, they have newly reduced prices on many used models. The Moon Motorsports used inventory sale going on now until September 23rd. We can save thousands on the used bike, ATV, or side-by-side -side of your dreams. While there's still a lot of season, riding season left, go ahead, get on the website, moonmotorsports.com, or stop into the showroom. You can see all the deals for yourself. But if new is your deal, Moon has the most exciting new models with recent dip, deep discounts. For instance, that Can-Am Maverick X3 Max side-by-side -side and the Outlander XTP 850, the Wheeler, deeply reduced prices. Yeah. The ultimate family adventure, it awaits your family with these can't-miss prices. Fall riding, I've said it over and over again, the best time to be out there, creating memories that'll last a lifetime. They're Moon Motorsports. They're just off 94, 25 minutes west of the Twin Cities in Monticello and all over the web, moonmotorsports.com. Here is John Height in his electric newsroom. Uh, electric? I don't know. Let him be clear. <laughs> Brought to us by Westinghouse. Ladies and gentlemen. 
Minneapolis Mayor Jacob Fry would like an answer when it comes to a final decision on the future site of the police department's third precinct. As you mentioned earlier, Joe, in a letter to city council members drafted yesterday, the mayor expressed his frustration at council members' choice to send a proposal to relocate the third precinct back to the committee of the whole last week. At that time, council members cited questions about timing, cost, and investment for delaying. Thank God, will you people grow up? Put three or four million in the existing third precinct and spiff it up. Let's go here. Not one serious human being among them, not God one of them, help us. are qualified for that job. And that's why I love Minneapolis. It's I run think by the, children. The discussion on and off air today indicates that we basically are screwed. I mean, we yes. just, yeah. I think so. I mean, we, we, we're just, it's done. You're right. Why, why even bother? Why even bother? We'll just come what on in. What the hell? <laughs> Fry wrote, while I appreciate the council's role as a deliberative body and its need to ask questions, time is of the essence. The previous station at the corner of East Lake Street and Minnehaha Avenue has sat empty since rioters burned and looted it in the aftermath of George Floyd's murder. The roughly 75 officers in the 3rd Precinct have been working out of a temporary office space downtown ever since. Minneapolis City Council members have been presented with three options for a permanent site repurpose the old building i believe this is your uh, uh, wish joe at the yes. corner of east lake street and minnehaha avenue build a new police station up the road at 2600 no. minnehaha avenue or no waste of money or co-locate with the first precinct at century plaza downtown no that's not in the third precinct the Century Plaza location was on track for approval until last week's city council meeting. It was pitched as a short-term compromise after residents in the 3rd Precinct expressed their dissatisfaction with the prospect of a police station returning to the neighborhood at all. In July, council members voted 12 to 1 to eliminate the option to rebuild at the old location. Why? You, sir. Why? Uh, I have a question for you, Such. You're just as mad about this as I am. It, it, I don't think, let me rephrase that. Do you think this is a case of Hanlon's razor where it's not malice, it's stupidity? Or is this actually malice and they're doing this on purpose in order to punish the men and women that work in the third precinct? Well, which is it? <clears throat> then it could almost be considered a conspiracy, could it not? I don't think this is intended to punish police officers, I think this is the misguided belief by the council that they owe, uh, they owe some obligation to people who were traumatized during the spring of George Floyd. Well, that's, a, that's unfortunate. Uh, but we also have an obligation to the taxpayers. We're gonna slip a couple mil into this building and that's gonna be the third precinct. End of story. How come all of the citizens of the third aren't down there with signs and booyah stew pots and just camped out and protesting until this situation is resolved? I just think- Where are the too, voters? Too many people just aren't paying attention then there. it's going to be too late john do you have the uh minnetonka woman who was carjacked coming up in your news i do not okay so well, it, well, we all know the story mm -hmm. a woman 
out Minnetonka way was carjacked. Mm -hmm. We saw the video, and then her husband, to his credit, I think, uh, put the heat on the uh, community to turn out. Let's go. Let's all go to a city council meeting and and uh, raise this issue. And and they did, and it made the newscast last night. And mm -hmm. uh, Kenny did some some looking, and it turns out that 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 Minnetonka aggregate. Uh, voted overwhelmingly for the people who have resulted in these kids not being held accountable for carjackings. They're back out on the street. Now it's it's seeped out to Minnetonka. And here's a woman with her kids trying to go to the store or whatever, gets, a, gets into a, a, a rough carjacking in her driveway. You people voted for Mary Moriality. <laughs> And Ellison and, and the Keith governor. Ellison and, and the, the governor. governor. You yep. people voted for this. You're not paying attention to the consequences of your vote. And we've been saying this for a year. And unfortunately, in this case in particular, this is what it's going to take for these people's eyes to be opened. Now, I don't know uh, how the couple uh, most personally affected by this, the carjacked woman and her husband voted. I have no idea. But if you look at the Hennepin County numbers and you break it down by area and neighborhood, uh, the DFL was uh, sweepingly victorious out that way. Sweepingly. Okay. You made your bed. You got to lie in it, and this is what happens. And you're not going to get sympathy. Well, no, I'm sympathetic. I, I don't I'm want not. any woman to get caught. I don't either, and I, I I don't wish that upon anybody. But I, I I said this last week. I think we were all in agreement, aren't we? That sorry, this is the consequence of your of your action. And the consequences of your actions is the city is a hellhole. And then you'll get all my. Critics. Well, be careful. You won't be able to do night sports in CCO. Criti my critics will be saying. Oh, he never goes downtown. Yeah, I do. Mm -hmm. I do. I wonder which story got more play on the local news and in the paper, this one or the story about the DFL uh, gal, the leader, who also right got now. carjacked. Uh, because when oh. I saw it, this one was all over the news this morning, and, uh, boy, there were a lot of white faces at that meeting, a lot of white well, faces. Well, I think the DFL vice chair who got carjacked uh, – Shavanti Sathanandan. Almost. Uh, she has really dropped out of the news. No one's yeah. done a follow up on that. Right. right. And, and that was a North Minneapolis location. This was out in uh, Minnetonka. Where, so, where's the, where, where's the, the, the Tribune reporter to go say, hey, lady, you were a staunch defunder of the police. How do you feel now? Hasn't happened. Will it ever? No. The uh, DFL it, newspaper. Kenny, I'm on the local section of StarTribune.com, <clears throat> yeah. and it is in the top seven right now. What is? The Minnetonka story. If GL had a reporter, that's where we would have sent him last night to just ask those questions, Such. Mm -hmm. yeah. Who'd you vote for? Who'd you vote for, kids? Yeah. <laughs> just, just one question. An exit poll. What polling place did you take your BMW SUV to? <laughs> The one by the elementary school. Yeah. Yeah, what is that, your level of white guilt? Jeez Louise. From the Star Tribune, a follow-up to a story we had before, the art history instructor who showed images of the Prophet Muhammad in class can proceed with her lawsuit arguing that Hamlin University discriminated against her on the basis of religion, but not on other claims she brought against the private school. 
U.S. District Judge Catherine Menendez and attorneys on both sides of the case have acknowledged that the lawsuit brought by Erica Lopez Prater appears to be raising new questions about how to interpret laws prohibiting religious discrimination. An attorney who represents Lopez Prater argued the school would have treated his client differently if she were Muslim, while attorneys for the university have pushed back on that claim. The lawsuit stems from an incident that placed Hamlin at the center of a debate over academic freedom and religious tolerance. Lopez Prater was working as an adjunct professor at the U in the fall of 2022 when she showed students two centuries-old artworks depicting the Prophet Muhammad. One showed the Prophet, including his face, as he received a revelation from the angel Gabriel. The second showed a similar moment, but with the Prophet's face veiled and his image surrounded by a halo. Scholars and religious leaders have sometimes disagreed about whether Islam permits images of the Prophet Muhammad. Some Muslims argue that the images are strictly prohibited to avoid idolization. Others have images of the Prophet in their homes. Remember, the teacher, we told you this before, provided a disclaimer in the syllabus and spent at least a couple of minutes preparing students for the images, telling them if they didn't want to see it, not to look. But one of her students, Aram Wadatala, president of the Muslim Student Association, said she heard the professor give a trigger warning, wondered what it was for, and then I looked, and it was the prophet. Well, babe, you weren't paying attention then. Right. The university, after the fact, decided not to renew Lopez Prater's contract. This is where Hamlin uh, became a not a university. They lost their accreditation and uh, they earned their failed certificate. Yep. Yeah. Henry Boucher, who became a high school hockey legend when he led Warro to the championship game in 1969, has died at the age of 72. Boucher, an Ojibwe who championed causes on behalf of Native Americans, also played in the NHL, the WHA, and on the U.S. Olympic team, winning a silver medal in 1972. As a pro player, he wore a trademark headband that made him easily recognizable on the ice. His career took a dramatic turn after he was traded to the North Stars. During a game in January 1975 at Met Center, he suffered a serious eye injury that plagued him for the rest of his career. Boston's Dave Forbes and Boucher were leaving penalty boxes after serving fighting penalties, and Forbes hammered Boucher's face with the butt end of his stick. Forbes suspended 10 games by the NHL, later charged with aggravated assault, although his trial ended up with a hung jury. Boucher won a $1 million civil suit settlement against Forbes and the Bruins. Boucher said he, in an interview in 2004, said he still had trouble after the fact, saying he couldn't drive at night. He said it's something he'd have to deal with until the day he dies. He also played with the Fighting Saints in the WHA. Uh, he struggled, though, the next few years battling alcoholism before he went through recovery. While living in War Road, Boucher was Indian education director at War Road Public Schools, coached youth hockey, and worked in real estate. He also staunchly defended War Road's warrior nickname, saying War Road has got an amazing history of the Ojibwe coming into the area through migration, like many other tribes. He told us, told Pat and I, that uh, he learned to skate fast when he heard the river crack, when the ice cracked on the river. <laughs> that made him go a little bit quicker. Yeah. Many, many times. The cool thing about the state high school games is uh, you guys, would every other year or so, you'd call him up and talk to him for a while, and that was always fun. Very yeah. interesting. January 28th, 1973, Detroit, Henry's team, at Montreal. Henry scored six six seconds in. 
Wow. That's insane. Was the ice cracking behind him? It must have so, felt like it. <laughs> Henry, the, the injury pretty much ended his professional career. Help me out with the timeline here, Joe. But he did skate for the Saints after yeah. the NHL, but didn't do so well. No. he, he was, Because of the eyeball thing. Yeah, Forbes got him right in the eyeball. That, that went, you know, that became very famous in sports because that left the, uh, that left the arena of sports and went mm-hmm. into Hennepin County Court, yeah. you know. Was that the first time that that's happened yes, in the I believe NHL? So. I believe the court? so. I believe so. He's a, I believe for any sport. Distant was, cousin of Gary Sargent and TJ Oshie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, no, o- Oshie's dad is his cousin, if I remember right. Isn't that? We don't know how Henry died. He was 72. 72, yep. Uh, I don't know how he died. A big champion of the native population. As an Ojibwe, he realized that at some point with their blood quorum, mm-hmm. it's going down to zero once they all die off. So he was oh. for changing the Constitution to say, you need to let people like my wife in, mm-hmm. my wife, because she has, a, after a certain date, was cut off. Yeah. And it's going to go down to zero, and then who gets the land back? Right. Yeah. The government's just going to take it back. Uh, I, I, I can clearly remember him playing against Edina in 1969, Met Sports Center, 15,500 people wore on oh. Edina for the title. Uh, he was just a wonder to behold. I mean, he played defense so he could stay on the ice the whole game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Love that. I thought it was interesting in your story, John, uh, that Henry called the, the Ojibwe uh, thing migration when I had always assumed it was just they were being pushed. And that's they yeah. ended up in Minnesota because they were pushed uh, from the east through Wisconsin and upper Michigan into Minnesota. Yeah, I, I'm not sure what uh, what uh, he said. Most of the tribes moved that way, so perhaps yep. that was just his word <laughs> to use for uh, the way they moved. Yeah. So, uh, on that note, why don't we take a short break with uh, Mr. Rookie? We are going to take a short break, and I'm going to speak to you very briefly about Minnesota Masonic Charities online at mnmasoniccharities.org. Find the secret that is revealed in their website. If you found it already... I want you to let me know via email, rookie at garagelogic.com. Check out the website, poke around in all the right places, mnmasoniccharities.org. That's all I'm going to say about them. They're great people, and since 06, these guys came together, and they're doing wonderful work. Find the solution on the website, mnmasoniccharities.org. Garage Logic Town Council member. Here's what you're missing. John, don't forget to send me new stories. I already did. Pat, your best line from out there was, you either said it or you... No, he said it on the show on Friday. The stadium was built in 1903, and they spent at least (laughs) $10,000 fixing it up. Was it a dump? It's an F-35. Thank you. I am going to... I want to lead with uh, something from there. Of course. Fine, but I uh, I have to run to the men's room. Well, I would never prevent a fella from doing it. See, council, this is why you you subscribe. (laughs) I'm all in favor of that. Go behind the scenes of Garage Logic with unfiltered audio and video access, invites to exclusive events, an emailed newsletter from the mayor himself, and more by signing up at garagelogic.com. Joe, um, the reason I had your mic pulled down because you turned it on when I had everybody turned off because I have to play it initially. 
and see what happens is if I, I have your if your mic is on, you know, when you're trying to talk to us, yeah. you'll be able to hear that as I'm recording oh, the, uh, the, the, the promo. Met Stadium, 15,000, or uh, Met Center, 15,000. Yeah. Yes, Chris. Kenny. Yes, Kenny. I, I find it ironic that you use the cut from yesterday's off-air show when I decided this conversation is stupid <laughs> and I left well, the broadcast. Technically, I didn't. Ross did. That's Ross's fault. Right. Ross, we need to talk. Let's My throw friend. somebody under the bus. Right. Ross, you're in trouble. <laughs> Here we go. Let's go. Did you see Let's that email ahead. from Ross yesterday, John? Uh, which one of the three that made no sense at first? Yeah, I did. Hi, Ross. How are you? So, okay, it didn't make any sense to you either, okay? Right. Is no, that what first, you say? Yeah, I thought we were off tomorrow at first. Yeah, so Wait. did I. Yeah. yeah. So you guys aren't doing your show tomorrow? No, we are. We, we, are. we still don't. Are, are we? we are, yeah, we are. Okay. I should start preparing for it, then. You ready, Joe? Why, why start now? Yeah. Brooke, uh, when Johnny's done, before we break, will you please give me Ray and Welter? Will. Thank you. Will. Uh, Joe. Joe, I'm going to, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Chris. I'm gonna I'm gonna roll. So whatever you'd like to say. I was just gonna say I think I'll do the song first, Joe. Just so good, good. We make sure we we get it, and then I'll I'll move on from there. Sure, John. Sure. Show prep. Wow. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Sushere. North American Banking Company. You know what? If you are interested in switching from your big bank like I was a couple of months ago, then think of my friends at North American Banking Company. They offer the same online and mobile banking options as the other banks, but you are going to get the unparalleled service of a community bank. And they are locally owned and operated. And here's why that's a big deal. That's because loan decisions are made right here in the Twin Cities. They're not sent out of state. So, you know what, if you're a business owner and you want to solve a problem quickly and expand your business with confidence, the North American Banking Company is here for you. Uh, check them out online, nabankco.com. That's nabankco.com. When they first opened back in 1998, they made a promise to deliver a better banking experience for your cust- for their customers, excuse me, where you know your banker and they know you. And while a lot has changed since then, this commitment to being a true community bank in the Twin Cities, that of course, has not. So check them out online. NABankco.com, North American Banking Company. Member FDIC is an equal housing lender. In other news, uh, I'm going to start this uh, section with a story. I don't know if you saw this. A band director was tased and arrested in Alabama after he disregarded police requests to stop his band's performance after a high school football game. This was in Birmingham. It happened following a win by Minor High School at P.D. Jackson Oline High School in Birmingham. Police officers started clearing out the stadium when the game ended and noticed both schools' bands were still performing. Now, they spoke with both band directors, asked them to stop playing. Uh, one did, the home team band. They stopped playing when asked. Uh, but the visitors, Miner's School, their band director, Johnny Mims, did not stop and instructed Johnny. his band. Johnny's going to keep her going. Instructed his band to continue performing. Well, officers tried to take the band director into custody, and we had a physical altercation, and he eventually he got tased, the no. band director. There should be a song there somewhere. And the band well, refused to yield, or what is it? Uh, okay, settle, settle down, Rick. Who, uh, who, uh, who, did we, who do we thank for this, Jordy? I think we should thank Jordy for this. Jordy's the one that sent us this, so yeah. uh, we just put it together with uh, Jordy's writing. So. Let's see how this starts. Okay, you ready? Yeah. The players tried to take the field. The marching band refused to yield. 
We all heard him loudly squeal the day the director got taken. <laughs> they were saying bye, bye, my band director guy. Took him a ton to the field, got electrified. <laughs> that good old boy was playing marching tunes, saying, You'll never take me alive. <laughs> You'll never take me alive. So thanks, Jordy. Yeah, yeah. band leader got electrified. <laughs> got electrified. All right. In uh, in other news, <laughs> moving right along, uh, President Biden uh, said something today. We're not sure what all of it was, but we don't said, know what he said. Well, he said uh, he's he was uh, calling on world leaders to stand firm against what he called naked aggression, casting solidarity with Ukraine and its war with Russia as a necessary step to deter other would-be aggressors. All of this was at the United Nations. Uh, meanwhile, days before potentially crossing paths with Russia's top diplomat at the U.N., Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky yesterday said that the world body needs to answer for allowing his country's invaders a seat at the tables of power. He had just arrived in the U.S. to make his country's case to the world and to Washington for continued help in trying to repel Russia's invasion. Traveling to the U.S. for the first time since December, he began his trip with a stop at Staten Island University Hospital. The medical facility has so far treated 18 Ukrainian military members who lost limbs in the war. Pentagon is facing urgent questions over how it lost that $80 million aircraft that was finally found crashed in a field just 80 miles from its base following a frantic 28-hour search. The Marine pilot of the F-35B Lightning II took off on Sunday from Joint Base Charleston, South Carolina, but an unexplained issue forced him to eject. The plane was flying in tandem with another jet. That jet came back home fine. Stop. Uh, yes. Stop. Uh-huh. Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why did that jet return to the base? Why didn't the accompanying jet follow the empty one to see where it yes. ended up? I had that question in my head also, and the only answer I came up with was maybe it was a fuel issue. I don't, I, I had the same, same question. I had the same question. It went rogue. Yeah, but you, you, I, I take it the accompanying uh, pilot saw his mate uh, parachute out of it. Sure. Yeah. I wonder why he said, I wonder why he didn't think, I better stay with this thing and see where it goes. Gotta stay with the broad. Gotta, you gotta yeah. stay with the plane. <laughs> Now, I love this quote. Uh, I mean, it's not funny, okay? This isn't funny. Sure. But, uh, spokesperson said the aircraft's sophistication made it even more complicated to find because, of course, it's a stealth aircraft. Right. So it has different coatings and different designs that make it more difficult than normal aircraft to detect. Uh, meanwhile, on it radar. Em- on radar. Yeah. Yes. Meanwhile, it emerged on Monday night. The Pentagon in 2019 was concerned the plane could be vulnerable to attack by hackers, which may have sparked panic during the 28-hour search mission. Marine Corps Commandant Eric Smith issued a two-day stand-down for all aviation units, both inside and outside the U.S. Uh, No units will be allowed to fly until they have a two-day discussion about the safety measures and procedures. Uh, If you're wondering, they finally did find the plane in a county about 85 miles north of the base, with wreckage of the plane located in a well-tended field. It's not known whether locals informed the military of the crash because the crash did not appear to have happened in a region that was remote. Two things. Here yep. we go. Yes. As a part owner of that $100 million plane, I want to know why owner. the other pilot didn't follow it. Yep. Okay. 
And what's the other thing? Send did inquiries to him. You did. You did say two things. What yeah. was the second thing? <laughs> oh, the second thing. Here we go. I read, and of course, who knows if this is true. Right. You can't count on it. That those program those planes are programmed to head to sea in the event of such a failure as this. That plane apparently did not. It went down in some field. Miraculously, nobody, uh, despite the fact that we're terribly overpopulated, we've developed every square inch of the United States, that plane managed to hit uh, a plot of land and didn't hurt anybody. Hmm. Why didn't it go out to the ocean? Those are the two questions I want to know as a part owner of that airplane. Let's find out. Let me be clear. Let me be clear. Let me be clear on that. So when we asked for the public's help yesterday, did that help find the plane? I mean, obviously, and Johnny reported that there was a couple of civilians. Yeah, they're not saying whether the farmer farmer Ed didn't call uh, the Pentagon and say, hey, I got your plane. Yeah, she's over there in the field. She's in my field. Did it set down or did it crash? When he he held up, when he pointed the plane, he had a donut in his hand. It's right yeah, over there. Right over, right there. over there. Yeah, right down the alley. There was there was a debris field, Kenny. So uh, she crashed. She did not. Debris. Uh, debris. 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 debris field. Yeah. It, it sub- said it crashed in a well tented field. What does that mean? Uh, uh, it means there was stuff in the field. I'm assuming, right? Or right, the field's taken care of. So well tented. Tented, as in tent. trees. Tent. No, tended. I think. I think it? tented. Really? Maybe I mistook I, the T for a D. Well, I'm trying to be I clear. Have, I have T E N D E. What's the difference between What's the difference between sweet corn and field corn? Field corn sweet. goes to your animals. Sweet okay. corn goes to me. Uh, right. Kenny got him to bite Joe. today. Settle nice down. job, Kenny. Nice <laughs> job. You mean I shouldn't have answered that? Right. <laughs> oh, right. I'm sorry. Is someone? <laughs> someone <laughs> he knew damn well he was going to answer to it. I'm yeah, so tired he was of ready. answering questions. Ready. Where you people know the answer. He was ready. Does Pat drive that scooter in the winter? No, no, he doesn't. No, he doesn't no. drive in the winter. <laughs> a somewhat unique campaigning idea coming out of Missouri. A Republican candidate for governor there. Uh, yesterday vowed to burn books if he's elected after he was criticized for a video showing him burning cardboard boxes with a flamethrower. That's quite the ad there. The video, which has gone viral on social media, shows State Senator Bill Eigel, a Weldon Spring Republican who's running for governor in 2024, and State Senator Nick Schroer using flamethrowers to torch a stack of boxes at a fundraising event in St. Charles County. Eigel said in the video, I'm taking a flamethrower to cardboard boxes representing what I'm going to do to the leftist policies and rhino corruption of the Jeff City Swamp. But let's be clear, you bring those woke pornographic books to Missouri schools to try to brainwash our kids, I'll burn those too, right on the front lawn of the governor's mansion. John, thank you. Did you even hear that story? No. Yeah, right on the front lawn of the governor's He's gonna mansion. Burn books. Yeah, like, great. That's right. awesome. Wonderful. It's like 1953 around here. That's <laughs> awesome. That's just fantastic. Well, it, it is Missouri. Sorry, Don. Yeah. Where did, they, where did the Beatles burn all their records? Uh, they burned those. No, some guy they, burned them. Mostly in the South. The DJ burned. in Tennessee, wasn't it? Yeah. It was, like that. Oh, because that one mop haired idiot says he's more important than Jesus. No, he didn't say that. <laughs> I will say <laughs> that. He never said that. He said the he field, was more, more the field where the jet was found, yes. a lot of trees. 
Tinted. So I think it was oh, tented. tented. Then I'm. Yeah. Then that's I think right. you're correct. Yes. I think you're correct. Yes. And you know what? You'd also be right if you were going to uh, shut down your air conditioning unit for the year. You'd want to get tips on how to do that. Well, WelterHeating.com does just that. For the last 100 years, and think about that, put that into perspective how heating has changed, cooling has changed so much, and they keep up with that because they certify all their techs. They've learned, four generations of the Welter family have learned that, of course, in Minnesota, it's an understatement. They rely on your heater in the winter and, really, your air conditioner when it gets hot. So treat them with the respect that they deserve and make sure you get them... Uh, you know, if you buy a brand new one, that's great. But if you have one that's really old, it may need to be serviced. Call 612-825-6867 if it's making funny noises. Or if you want to know how to shut it down properly for the year. Winter can be rough on an AC unit that's still sitting outside. Learn some tips at welterheating.com on how you can put yours down for the winter. 612-825-6867, welterheating.com. Air condition or heat your shelter with Ray Ann Welter. Yes, Joe. Bring your whole piece. We are the stinger oh, hadn't even finished, and he's ready. That would explain why that <laughs> last story ended so abruptly. I get it. Wow. <laughs> like hitting a sinkhole. It was just you know boom, what you should have done yesterday. Road road is it's just or Ross should have done is what me and Royce were talking about these spots in our arms. Oh my God! Well, I had shut the council off. By I've then, got I those too. What the hell is that? I don't know. I think you all are dying. They come and go. They go away. <laughs> There's one that I conv- I was convinced I was going to be dead of skin cancer within Just the month. Just kept scratching, and it's gone. Pat had one. He said, I folded it over and stuck to it. <laughs> no, he said he put it back. <laughs> I put it back. I just put it back. <laughs> I hit a door and a big flap oh, came off. I said, what do you mean you put it back? back. Oh, I, I just, you know, back. I just put it back. back. Hey, stay. Oh, a chunk of skin. <laughs> right. Yeah. Let's are you, go. Are you ready, Joe? Yes, go. Okay. Let's put it back. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores. Are you playing through the, the nuts bumps and bolts of life? Joe Souchere. Particularly low level? I don't think so. Normal? Only because they come to us. Do you us. want me to give you a detailed answer on that? No. <laughs> Only because they He's come to us done. all the way from the Lyman uh, Quarters in Eden Prairie, the traveling Lymans at WorldwideWaftage.com. It was on this day. September 19th. In September. 1857, a year before statehood, gas lights illuminated the streets of St. Paul for the first time. Huh. I bet that was pretty. I bet that was neat, yes. On this day... 919. In 1930. Do it. Dudon Coste mm-hmm. and Maurice Bellante, Frenchmen who made the first east to west transatlantic flight, were celebrated at Wold Chamberlain Field in Minneapolis. I'm glad that interested you. Yeah. On this day. Where is Wilt Chamberlain Field? It's the, inter, it's the airport now. Oh, Minneapolis. Uh, got it. Wilt? The stilt? Yeah. Has on his own this air. day <laughs> in 1970. Hurry up. I'm in a hurry here. Let's go. On this day in 1970. <laughs> uh, uh, September 19th. <laughs> what happened in the world of television? You got uh, a Mary, color set at home. Mary Tyler Moore. How did you know that? Debuted 
Because you went ahead and looked at this day in history, didn't you? I didn't you? look at this day in history. I couldn't give a rat's ass about this day in history. <laughs> tired old radio oh, bit that you trotted out because you're lazy and you don't have anything else to... No, any material no, here. this has become an important part of the show. I say only because... Oh, it's like saying if you were offended. Joe. Fictional television character Mary Richards... <laughs> Moved to Minneapolis and threw her hat into the air right there on the Nicollet Mall as the popular Mary Tyler Moore show began its run. Mm. Fun. Thank you, GLers. Yeah. This day, 29 years ago, happy birthday, Jessica K. Reavers. All right. Yeah. She's only 29. How old are you? About that 50? Far as you, far as you no, know. that's what you say. Oh, you're 29 again, huh? Oh, Joe. Oh, is she really kissing 29? Up. Joe. Oh, my God. He's kissing Joe, Come on. Yeah, Kenny's in a hurry. Come on, let's go. Let's go here. Kenny's got a tea time. <laughs> I put it back. She's, your wife's only 29? Oh, my God. Are you <laughs> such a sap? Well, he said happy 29th birthday. Uh, Joe, so it's, it's right. what you do when a, you, Remember, you, know, uh, you don't ask a woman what her age is. You say, oh, 29 again, right? Oh. Hey, now. Thank on. you, GLers. Hello? Yeah, I think so. Uh, check out YouTube. Garage Logic is on YouTube, and you wow. can subscribe for free. And you can see all sorts of. How old is your oldest kid? My God. 29. 11. <laughs> 11. Man, she'd only be uh, 18 when you married her. Yeah. Huh? Wow. How about that? That's good. <laughs> nice job, also, Reavers. Oh my God. <laughs> GarageLogic.com. I should run for office. <laughs> You're our hero. <laughs> Subscribe to the town council, ten bucks a month, hundred dollars a year, and you'll be entertained prior to the show, during the show breaks, and after the show, yeah. and get special invitations, you know, stuff as far as you know. Get it. skin conditions, money well spent. Right. Where are the brown spots today? Point only above the waist, please. And GarageLogic.com. We've got a uh, whole bunch shirts. Wow. Hats, sweatshirts. He said that on the show. Available. I'd like my money back, please. Yeah, refunds. Email Matthew Mikulski. <laughs> <laughs> please point to the spots only above the waist. Oh, what is wrong with you, I, Joe? I I'm ready. I mean, the third precinct in Minneapolis continues to be up in the air. Period. Just put it back where it was. Period. They're going to put it in the air? That's weird. Minneapolis. Wait. The third right, precinct Two in Minneapolis TV. location? What did you say? No. I said the third precinct. Location. The location of the third precinct. I'll do it. The location. Let's start over. The location of the third precinct. Of the third precinct in Minneapolis. Remains in question. Remains in question. Period. Period. Just put a few bucks into the existing one and you're done. And you are done. Okay. Tiny homes could help put a dent in homelessness. Okay. Uh, the mayor will not be able to handle the arrival of the Civilian Climate Corps. Better capitalize that. Corps is C-O-R-P-S. Civilian Climate Corps? That's right. 
C O R P S. Oh. Huh? I said C O R E. Oh my God. Because <laughs> it's like an apple. It's like the metal. You like know? the core. So, like, when you eat around it. Uh, I don't else? know if that's worse than me saying corpse. Corpse. <laughs> no, that's the great. Uh, that's the. What was his name? Jerome Simpson? That's when he made fun of. Oh, did somebody take get rid of it? Okay, boys. <laughs> Too many know. ads on Super Seventy Sports. A lot of ads. His own stuff, Where was it? Where was it? Where yeah. was it? Come on, give me. Oh yeah, here's this one. A lot of people talk uh, a lot about a receiver corpse, especially the guy Tom Presso, uh, douchebag there. Uh, <laughs> I forgot that he said corpse. He in that. said corpse in that one. A wide receiver corpse. You know that douchebag Tom Presso. <laughs> wow. Tom Presso. Jerome Simpson. God, could you imagine having to be around those chowderheads every day? Oh. Yeah. Just repair these. Not be able. 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 Does he play the same course every time? I believe so. John, don't forget to send me yeah. news stories. I, I did already, Chris, and this time Thanks, it actually John. went out. I saw it. Yeah, I, I wasn't having any. I wasn't having any problems up until what was that yesterday? Yeah, well, and it when I went to the, the send thing, you know, where I, it shows you what you sent, it didn't show on being sent to you. So apparently, either I didn't hit send or something got screwed up. John, enough with the excuses. <laughs> hey, I just said either I screwed up or I take responsibility. So you guys airport. are doing a show tomorrow. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think so. Okay, I only yeah. asked because then, otherwise, I was gonna. I just come in a tad bit later because I don't like using that computer out there. It's a pain did, in the ass. Did Ross send us stuff, Kenny? I haven't really looked to be truthful. Uh, he did. did. Yeah, I will look at it today. Today. <laughs> I've got a whole bunch of leftover stuff, too. Okay. Stuff I've been sitting on a long time. <clears throat> but it would be better if we had uh, a conversation about our lives and... Uh, I wonder if Dawn wants to talk about her medical thing last week. What did she have last week? Do I know this already? Yeah, we had a big, What's long that? conversation about it after we ended last week. We told her the night before was worse than oh, the actual yes, 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 day yes. of. Yep. Could probably get some yucks out of that. <laughs> oh, that's right. Did uh? Did you? How do I put this? How do I put this? Yes. Did you send an email to 
MC. You talking to me? Yeah. MC. Who's MC? Hammer. That's Don's. Um, no, I, I don't even know who he is. Why? Because <clears throat> we were asked to do something. Uh, I think I deleted it. It's too late. And it's top secret. Oh, no. He was doing something fun. <clears throat> hmm. No, I, 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 yeah, I don't know. Do you know? Yeah, that I do. Person? See, I don't know him at all. So. Yeah, he's really cool. Perfect match, by the way. That's a and good thing. She talks about, you know, she likes to talk a strong game about how she's not going to fall in love with anybody or get married or do any of that, but... I mean, this these two are made for each other. Seriously. <laughs> Big tough talker. She is, yeah, <laughs> and because she had been burned, you know. Oh, sure. She's... she's <clears throat> might have made some <clears throat> bad decisions, like, well... Well, that'll happen. <laughs> yeah, you know how that is. It's... Patrick's. Oh, shit. Forgot to repeat Patrick's line yesterday. Dang it. They talked about. Why did we, oh, the twins came up. He talked about Harmon Killebrew and he asked Harmon Killebrew about the queen. I asked Harmon, you know, is the queen, is she chesty? <laughs> That's it? Did Harmon ever reply? Well, he, it made Harmon embarrassed because he did it in front of... It was when Harmon was doing TV and Patrick did it in front oh, of the whole team. I get it. <laughs> oh, Patrick, why would you ask me a question like that? I just want to know. You know, is she, is she chesty? Jesus. Chesty. 